Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. On LOL Radio, it is time for us to investigate the weird wide world and as we are uh, journeying down the magical path of Monty Python tonight, who better to chat to than one half of Innes Lloyd? It is Mr. David Innes. How's it going, sir? I am doing quite well. I'm sitting on the edge of civilization at the moment in a small little hovel in Wodonga, my way up to uh, present a lecture, whilst uh, the better half, Mr. Robert Lloyd, is off doing something tedious and probably heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when last we spoke, uh, we were in the biggest of Muppety moods. Yes, that is quite right. And now we have gone maximum silliness. Uh, now with a wonderful, uh, very exciting tribute to Monty Python's 50th birthday to those old bastards. Yeah. Well, the, the Muppets and Monty Python have uh, quite a frenetic energy to them. But uh, yes, the the ultimate in silly would be uh, the best description of Monty Python. Well, yes. In fact, uh, it is being stated that uh, John Cleese, enjoyed writing for Python because he was able to do sketches that in any other show that he had done before then he would have executives saying, oh no, you can't have that sketch it's too silly. And in fact in Python, if anything, it wasn't silly enough. (laughs) There was something that I was was saying to somebody the other day about how, because I was watching some old Monty Python sketches and I was just like, can you imagine back when these were first released, because nothing else was like Monty Python sketches. Like, you can... Even if there were different people in them, I reckon you could still tell who wrote them because of just just the silliness in them. Well, yes. Uh, At the time when they were making it, one of the issues or concerns that they had uh, because they wanted to create this series as nothing like anything before was that at the time of writing such recording. Uh, who should else be recording their similar anarchic, silly sketch show but Spike Milligan mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the goons, yeah. series. And in fact, they watched the recording an arc, rat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's already taken an idea. Well, uh, good day. But of course, uh, Python took it to the next step. And in my humble opinion, I think Python did it better, whereas Spike Milligan, I acknowledge for his insane genius, needed someone just to say no every so often, I think. I think that is a thing, that Monty Python silly is uh, an accessible silly, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, I, 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 perhaps an accessible silly if you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from the sure, outset. But, no, but you're right, but it is something like, uh, uh, one of the things I touch on a little bit in the show is I talk about, uh, what Python means to me. And one of the things that is really useful about Python is that it, much the same way, if you uh, are Australian of a certain age, you tend to be a symptoms fanatic. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. If you're a Py, if you've been brought up with Python, it allows you to have shorthand with people who might have similar interests to you. And even in my own family, we frequently will quote uh, the creosote from Meaning of Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only Waffer Well, for us, it was always how you're feeling better. Yeah. You're going to fucking get a throw up. Yeah. So, speaking of that, what was. Do, do you remember your first uh, kind of. the first exposure to Monty Python? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, so when I was at high school, they didn't have drama until year nine. So yep. there was a drama club at year seven. And uh, my the person leading the drama teacher, a wonderful, wonderful man, and now lecturer and all kind of uh, wonderful academic Boris Tribbett, he introduced us to Monty Python by getting us to do the sketch, which was the buying an ant sketch. Yeah. Yep. And... It was surreal enough. I remember doing it and we all think, what's this nonsense? And then do, doing research uh, after that, so I would have been the age of 12. And then uh, near where we lived, we had this ridiculously huge video easy. It was a warehouse. Yep. It was on, on Canterbury Road and it was huge. And so it literally had all of the series of Monty Python and I just sort of absorbed it all from there. And yep. from that point, I was hooked. Yeah, I think uh, ours is all ours is. Yeah, we went into the video shop one day and we, we didn't go to the kids section because <laughs> Dad just walked straight to this the comedy section. We're like, no, that's not where the DV, like the video is back then. That's not what videos are. So he got these two ones, and I'm just like, I don't know who Monty Python is. And then he put on uh, Monty Python's Search for the Holy Grail, and I was like, I don't want to watch a documentary about <laughs> King Arthur. And then two seconds in, I was just like, oh, I'm on board with this. They're using coconuts. That's hilarious. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Is it like I was a primary school kid, and then it's, it's a world that once you get into it, all you want to do is show everyone else the world, I think. Now, here's a question for you. Are you a Holy Grail person or a Life of Brian person? Because that splits the world. That's true. It does, actually. Uh, I reckon I've seen Holy Grail more, oh, but it's... So I'm, both... I'm probably Holy Grail. I know. Oh, that's like that's the hardest question. I know, I've been asked. I know it's like doing a bit of a Sophie's choice here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It would be whatever mood I'm in, I guess. Mm. If it's not one, it's the other. I think. Do you have a preference? <laughs> I think. Uh, interestingly, I was rewatching the Meaning of Life, and it's actually not as bad as everyone says it is. It's actually quite strong. Yes. Uh, but out of the two, I like Holy Grail more, and I think it's to do with whatever you first, well, you know, watch. Yeah, yeah, so I watch Holy Grail first, and then I watch Life of Brian, and I think Life of Brian is very good. This is going to sound strange, but <laughs> it was more cohesive, and I think that, yeah. to me, is a detriment. Yeah, that's it. There was a there was an end to that movie. <laughs> well, they didn't just get shut down by the police. Yeah, well, but, that's uh, true. Yeah. But Meaning of Life and Holy Grail are so absurd, and only barely, well, Meaning of Life definitely only barely connected, but Holy yep. Grail is very strangely connected, only vaguely attached to this idea of the Holy Grail, and it allows them to be way more silly. Yeah. Uh, whereas Life of Brian does something different. It's this beautiful, wonderful, biting, savage satire on religious organisations, which yeah. is, has not been topped uh, probably until maybe... Um, Oh, the film with uh, James R. Bob and Dogma. Yes. yes was, yeah. it, it is the most savage attack on organized religion. Uh, yeah. And the best. Yeah, and the, yeah, I'd say even Dogma's second to that. I think it's just very good. Uh, but it was not for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's very good, but I much prefer Absurd Python. Yeah, I reckon that that's, that's where I sit it as well, yeah. <laughs> and so there is nothing more absurd than uh, the series that kicked off, and that is what you are celebrating 50 years to the day for uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus with uh, Innes Lloyd. 
Uh, now, I believe you're getting the, the, the magical team back together. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming by magical team you mean ours as opposed to getting the Pythons. They've already done that. <laughs> they've already done that. Uh, they're both equally magical, yeah. They're, both, they're very much so. But yes, um, uh, not only very delighted to have Christian Mazzari back who did our music for uh, Muppets, yep. but we've also got uh, Matthew Hadgraft as well who is a phenomenally wonderful musician uh, that we've worked with on a number of occasions for our impro projects. So yep. it's lovely to have a little small bandette in a way uh, for all the songs. So spoiler alert, there are songs. Yep. <laughs> and uh, much like with the Muppets and anything else, I think it would be a crime if the audience didn't get themselves involved. But I That's also it. know that it takes very little encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Being Monty Python's Flying Circus, a celebration of 50 years, how are you going to condense such a, a massive amount of uh, different sketches down to uh, down to the one stage? Is it going to be a bit of a smorgasbord? Or are you uh, looking for the, uh, the highlights? What are you pulling apart for Python? Well, one thing, that, uh, I mean, as per usual with an Innisloid show, there's always fun facts and we talk about that. Yep, yep. I don't want to spoil what we do. No. But the one thing that audiences can take away is that we are not reverent. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the, the anti-inspirations to this show, if you can like that phrase, anti-inspiration is in the O2 show, mm-hmm. yep. they do blackmail as a sketch and yep. they have a celebrity guest each night on the one that's recorded with Mike Myers. That's right, yeah. spend the time vomiting platitudes yep. towards them. And it is one of the most embarrassing things anyone could ever see, ever. Yeah. And so we wanted to make sure that our tribute was the opposite to that. So if we can quote their no- uh, the things that they've said that are controversial, if we can bag the crap out of them, say repulsively <laughs> bad taste things, <laughs> and yeah. also tear apart the sketches and things like that, then we feel like we've possibly done them justice. That's excellent. So do you have a, a favourite sketch? I think the... the the, probably the favourite sketches because I've performed several of them as a kid. Yep. So I will have a um, warm place in my heart for the cheese shop sketch, yep. mm-hmm. which was something that we performed a lot at school yep. uh, from the series. But I also will always love the creosote sketch from yep. King of Life. I think both are wonderful, one for its silliness, one for its disgusting extreme. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. What about I- yours? Favourite sketches? Go on, tell me. Uh, <laughs> I do like the bookshop sketch only because of the, again, this silliness of, you know, asking for the uh, expurgated <laughs> edition of the book about birds. And this is all that kind of, it's really silly stuff. I, yeah. I love just the transitions as well. Yeah, like the animation stuff that happened. That, that's, I love that stuff as well, particularly in, in a lot of the, the really early stuff, they kind of quick we need this transition so just ah, that's yep I've made an animation for it type thing my favourite animation always will be um, the woman pushing the pram yes and the pram eats people yeah I think is one of my favourites uh, yeah because uh, again it's that all the noises that come with oh what is it yeah yeah I think that that one and the guy who's uh, lathering on the shaving cream, I think they're my favourite <laughs> animation yeah, yeah, exactly right. I was actually thinking that this morning whilst I was shaving, I was thinking <laughs> of that sketch as well, um, which is uh, that lovely bit of animation, which is fantastic as well. But yeah, uh, if anything, much like a love of The Simpsons, the love of Python nowadays is not so much the sketches, but it is quoting with people who know it. Like, yeah. I lived with a housemate who 
was also brought up with Python, so frequently you'd hear either one of us going, good, night, ding, 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 and it was, yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah, or walking around somewhere and injuring yourself. Oh, it's only your flesh friend is a bit that we do all the time. Oh, yeah. Of course. So then, do we do we ask the uh, $50 million question? It's like picking a favourite child. Do you have a favourite python? Well, for me, it's always Cleet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though he's also quite an arrogant bastard, but yeah. I think that's why I love him more, yeah. because he's unashamedly so. Yeah. But yes, Cleet is by far my my idol. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, ironically, I reckon Eric Idle would be my favourite one, I reckon. Is he your idol? Yeah, he'd be my idol, I think. Ah, yeah. wordplay. <laughs> also, that's very appropriate because he would write all the wordplay-related sketches. Yeah, I think that, that could be why. I didn't realise how much of a fan of that stuff I was until you kind of people point out that, why are you always doing puns? <laughs> but, yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, then we wholeheartedly suggest that people make their way to the Butterfly Club this Saturday, 5.30pm, to enjoy the 50th birthday show, Monty Python, live with uh, Innes Lloyd. Thank you so much, Mr Innes, for uh, gracing us with your presence again. And thank you very much, all you lovely gentlemen there at the Lold Radio. No worries. We look forward to uh, catching you in the future. Look forward to it. Bye-bye.